Welcome to Celebration Church Online. We are so glad that you've joined us. We want you to share this broadcast with as many people as you can. We believe that it will bless and encourage us all in this season. Remember to continue reaching out to your loved ones. Stay connected with each other, especially with your cell family. The Bible gives us a pattern to look out for one another. Let's speak His word and His strength will carry us through. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We honor you. We lift up your name for you are worthy to be praised. Father, we pray that this morning we may encounter you. Father, though we may be apart, we pray that this morning your Holy Spirit may be present wherever people are. Father, we pray for your presence here and we pray for your presence to be in the homes of the people wherever they are connecting from. Father, we pray that today there will be a shift in our lives, that indeed today will be the start, the dawn of a new day, that the 20th of September 2020 will be a day that we will remember, that we will remember that from that day we began to experience a new beginning, that there was a release of a new beginning in our lives. So Father, we honor you this morning. We give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. This is indeed the, do- the day that the Lord has made and we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Today I, I want to say this to you, that this is a new day, a new beginning has come upon us. Over the last few weeks, Pastor Tom has been speaking to us on the theme, How Then Shall We Live? Addressing things that have to do with our character and our foundations. I must say it has been a very challenging series, causing us to reflect on how we live our lives and to realize that it's not just about abusing grace and once saved, always saved. We have a responsibility to live Right. Pastor Tom and Pastor Bonnie are away this, uh, this week. They are in Denver, Colorado, where they were celebrating Pastor Tom's father's uh, 90th birthday, that Mr. Thomas Patrick Deshaw, the first 90th birthday. I'm sure you can see from the pictures, it's hard to, to really say. So where is the 90-year-old right there? Pastor Tom was remarking about how his father played two rounds of golf and that you would actually think he was 20 years younger. He was in his 70s. And you could tell in that remark that Pastor Tom is also saying, I, have, I hope I have those genes. And we add our yes and our amen to say, yes, Pastor Tom, we pray that you also have those genes. Today and over the next three weeks, we'll be going under the theme Release. We'll be talking about release and new beginnings. Throughout the time I've been in this church, there's always been a prophetic word that is declared at the beginning of the year. When I first joined the church, I remember the first year in my being in church, the word of the year that year was multiplication. The next year after that was breakthrough. And I remember divine grace. And now we have the word of the year being watch and speak. I've learned that in the word of the year, there are things that are contained in there that Yes, it doesn't replace the word of God as the standard by which we live by, but there are insights, there are things that are in there that cause us to be able to understand and to maintain perspective of what we should expect in the year that is coming. Because quite often we, have, we find ourselves faced with circumstances that are contrary to what God is leading us to. I learned a new, uh, a new term today that sometimes we have to be counter-cyclic, counter-cyclic. In the book of Exodus, if you could turn to the book of Exodus, uh, chapter number four, it speaks of the reunion when Moses just has the burning bush encounter. He has a reunion with Aaron. They have a reunion and then Moses shares everything uh, that he has heard 
um, from Moses, that, I mean, that he has heard from God. And then they gathered together the elders in Exodus chapter 4 and verse 30 to 31. It says, And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then he did the signs in the sight of the people. The people believed. And when they had heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. After this, Moses and Aaron go to Pharaoh and they begin to declare that God is saying, let my people go. What they find from that is that uh, the situations, the conditions for the Israelites got worse. Though God was saying, I want to release you into a new beginning out of slavery, they, their conditions around them actually got worse. The things that they were supposed to produce were increased while the inputs were decreased. I believe we're finding ourselves in such a scenario in 2020 where things are contrary to what we believe God is leading us to. In the 2020 word for the year, uh, Pastor Tom declared that 2020 would be a year of release. Jacob had 20 years of hard labor under his father-in-law Laban before he was released to go off on his own. This is a double 20. 2020 is a year of release. He also says as decrees are made and the creative force of God is loosed, there will be a shift, a new beginning, a new birth in places and situations where there had been once uh, death and decay. Now, I want to say this because I believe it so strongly that indeed today is the day <laughs> that we shall begin to see new beginnings in greater measure. We shall begin to see and experience release in greater measure because I believe that God is setting us up for such a time as this. Today is the 20th of September, the ninth month, the number that represents a fullness of time. It represents a new birth. A baby is in the womb nine months. So the, the, the number 20, release and new birth. I believe that God is setting us up for a win. Looking around and hearing most people talk about 2020, they talk about how things have slowed down, how 2020 has been a hard year, how 2020 has been 2020. In fact, yesterday, uh, when messages of the passing on uh, of Pastor Francis, excuse me, of Pastor Francis going around, someone just responded with four characters, 2020. All the talk of 20 plenty seems to have dissipated. All those grand affirmations have disappeared. Much like the reaction of the Israelites when Pharaoh made their oppression worse. It's almost like, are you sure? Why, why is this happening? But in the book of Exodus chapter 6, when the Israelites went back to Moses and Aaron, Moses went before the Lord and cried out. And then the Lord said this to Moses in verse 1. Now you shall see what I, this is the Lord speaking, you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will let them go. And with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. Though the circumstances surrounding God's people had changed, it didn't change what God had said. No, it didn't change what he was going to do. God was still releasing them. And they were released. They were released. Like I mentioned, this has been declared a year of release, a year of new beginnings and new births. So I want to say to you today, no matter what may have happened, no matter what it looks like on the outside, remember that he is still able. Though it looks like the things that the enemy comes to do, we have seen them all this year, that he comes to, to, to steal, kill, and to destroy. We've seen that all this year. We've seen it all. But remember the scripture that we all love to quote? 
but struggles sometimes to live out, that he says that he makes all things work together for the good of those who love God and accord according to his purposes. I want you to know something. If you look in the book of Matthew, in the, especially in the first three chapters, you begin to see certain things would happen and the Bible would then declare that it, would, it happened so, so the word of the prophets may be fulfilled. It would happen. Jesus, uh, there was, Herod was trying to kill all the children, so J Joseph had to take his family into Egypt. And the Bible then declares that this happened so that the words of the prophet would be fulfilled. I want to say to you today that indeed we are being set up set up for a, for a victory, set up for a new beginning. See, when God reveals things to his prophets and, and, and these things are then spoken and declared, that is meant to give us a, 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 a sure word of prophecy so that we can go back to. The Bible commands us that we must war according to prophecy because if we want to move by sight, I can tell you today that if we move by sight, we'll be in a continual cycle of depression and recession because the circumstances that we see quite honestly, would not give us a hope and a future. But God says that I have plans for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Reading through the Bible, there are many stories of people who experienced a new beginning in times where it really was contrary to circumstances. And they demonstrated certain attributes that we want to look at today. The question is not whether the release is coming, the release is there. So that's not even the question. The question is, how do we poise ourselves? How do we position ourselves for the new beginning, for the release? One of the key things that we must do is that we must set aside our opinions, no matter how educated, experienced, and knowledgeable they are, and submit to God in obedience and humility. One of my favorite Bible uh, characters, Peter, uh, illustrates this in Luke chapter 5. They had been uh, fishing and, 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 and toiling all night, had nothing, but Jesus appears on the scene and then he then says to them, let down your nets for a catch. We pick it up in verse 5, it says, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Peter refers to all his experience and knowledge and it took a level of obedience and humility to say, okay, it's fine. My educated opinion says it will not work. My educated, uh, my, my experience also says it will not work. But just because you have said it, I will do it. Jesus then appears to them again in John 21 and tells them to cast the net to the right side. And they did so. And they caught a lot of fish. This morning I ask you this question. Have you caught any fish in what you are doing? If not, are you being obedient to the command that God has given you to cast nets for a catch or to cast the nets to the right? Yes, your experience may say otherwise. Your education may say otherwise. The economic experts may say otherwise. The report may say otherwise. But remember, all these are fallible. Be humble. Accept that there is one who is wiser, whose thoughts are not our thoughts and whose ways are not our ways, as it says in Isaiah 55 verse 8. The thing with obedience is that it can unlock more than just your new beginning. It can cause a release for you, but a release for someone else. From this encounter, uh, Peter and them were then called into the ministry and they left their fishing uh, as an enterprise and began to fish for men. And then their lives changed and then the lives of those they encountered changed to the point where they were described in Acts chapter 17 to say those that that have turned this world upside down are here also because of obedience and humility. 
See, humility comes also when in the new beginning we are about to go into a whole different sphere or a whole different capacity. Like I said, Peter and them left enterprise and went into fishing for men. Your new beginning may be a reintroduction of who you are and what you do, leaving what you have always been known, been known for. So be humble. Take off that title that you have carried for years and be able to release yourself for God to position you where you should be in this season. On top of being obedient and being humble in being positioned or poised for a new beginning is being wholehearted and not being partial in being present or what you do in obedience. Peter was told to let down his nets for a catch and he let down a net. They caught a lot of fish, but that damaged his net. It's damaged his net. I know a lot of times we've prayed for uh, net breaking, uh, boat sinking, loads of fish. But I actually realized that it is, was actually out of disobedience that he actually let down. It was maybe, you know, partial disobedience. He wasn't wholehearted in his listening. I wonder what would have happened had he let down the nets as had been said. Look at Caleb. Caleb would go and say, give me this mountain for I followed the Lord wholeheartedly. Heartedly, give at 85 years old, give me this mountain, for I followed the Lord wholeheartedly. In 2 Kings chapter number 13, uh, verses 14 to 19, if you could turn there in your Bibles, says that Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen. Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands, and he said, Open the east window, and he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot, and he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for you must strike the Syrians at Apek till you have destroyed them. Then he said, Take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king, Strike the ground. So he struck the ground three times and stopped. Then the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you would have destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. Elisha was upset because he is saying, why only three times? Why only three times? Why three times? I believe it was also because he wasn't so wholehearted in, 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 in listening to what he was saying or in trusting the words that were coming out of the prophet's mouth because he said, why would, what, what's the significance of me striking the ground? Look at Naaman. Naaman thinking, okay, why should I go and wash in that? Well, there are other cleaner pools. So, I mean, it, it was almost like, ah, you know, the, there was no wholeheartedness. In, in that and in what he was doing. He would, if he had struck the ground and kept striking and kept striking five or six times, five or six times, then he would have had a whole new beginning. Release from the Syrians. Tell whoever you're watching with, amen. And if you're by yourself, type on the chat box, amen, amen. One of the reasons that caused us not to be wholehearted is the issue of us, a lot of us have experienced this year which is fear. Fear causes us to move from our positioning in terms of expecting a new beginning because it causes us to doubt the new beginning. We expect things to not work out. We, re we find reasons and often create reasons why the things <laughs> will not work. And we, we don't wholeheartedly pursue the new beginning. We end up self-sabotaging and find ourselves in the same place that Job was when he would say, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me. 
something in our daily reading this week that really struck me from Isaiah 43, from verse 1 to 2, it says, But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Now listen to this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. I noticed something there. Will the waters make me wet? Yes. Will they overwhelm me? No. As I walk through the fire, will I feel the heat? Yes. Will I sweat? <laughs> yes. Will I be burnt? No. Will the weapon be formed against me? Yes. Will it prosper? No. Will tongues rise up against me in judgment? Yes. Will they cause harm? No. Will someone try and close doors that God would have opened? Yes. Will they close them? No. You and I should not fear when you go through these things and feel the effects of these things. Like when we feel the heat, we shouldn't, we shouldn't get scared. We, we, heat will come. Burning? No. Scorching? No. Instead, we should keep the faith and run the race with perseverance, as it says in Hebrews 12, verse 1. When living in faith, we must ensure we maintain a position and disposition of, of having a listening ear, lest we move from faith to presumption. One of the dangers of that is we stop living by faith uh, which is, and move to presumption, which is not founded on the rhema word of God. When we do that, we then don't know when to release something because it is dead and the decaying. And it is decaying. The extract I referred to from the word of the year said that there would be new beginnings and new births in areas where there are death and decay. We often hold on to things in an attempt at faith that they will work, yet they are dead and decaying. And the faith move in that scenario is actually letting them go. And that is the key to our new birth. If we could turn in our Bibles to the book of uh, 2 Samuel chapter 12 um, from verses 15 to 24, it says, Then the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. Therefore, David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of, uh, of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died, and the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, indeed, indeed while the child was alive, he spoke to him, and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm. When David saw that his servants were whispering, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said to his servants, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. So David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself and changed into his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house and when, and when he got there, he requested that they set food before him and he ate. Then his servant said to him, what is this that you have done? You have fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. And he said, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me, that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Then the Bible in verse 24 then says, Then David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went in to her and lay with her. So she bore a son, and he called his name Solomon. Now the Lord loved him. The, while the child was alive, he did all he could for him to be well. 
but the child died. And he knew there was nothing more that he could do. So he arose from the ground. He washed himself. He anointed himself and put on uh, some proper clothes because he was in sackcloth. He went into the house of the Lord and he worshipped. Then went home and he ate. This perplexed the servants to say, why are you like this now? And he said, I did all I could. The interesting part for me is verse 24. That coming out of releasing his child and going in and comforting Bathsheba, out of that came out of that comforting encounter came Solomon, who would succeed him. Coming out of situation of death comes a new life, a new life that God would use to fulfill his promise to David. It is very easy to walk around with a dead baby tied to your back. And what happens is that it begins to repel people around you. Now, it can be uh, a dead baby in the form of uh, a failed business that you keep trugging around. But here's the thing about dead things. They smell. They stinketh. They smell. So once something, who wants to be around someone who's smelling? Just be honest. Do you want to be around something or someone who's smelling? When someone walks into the room and there's a stink, we begin to try and identify who it is and you try and move away because there is a stink. See, it is very difficult to attract new opportunities or new relationships when you're holding on to a hurt or a failure that is now smelling and reeking as it will repel any who would come into your vicinity. Also, this child was born of a sinful encounter and sometimes we carry our sin or our mistakes and hold on to them and let them redefine what our future holds. Maybe you're holding on to a business that you need to let go so that you can actually see a new opportunity. Maybe you're holding on to a failed relationship with a person that has moved on and is now married to someone else. But because you're holding on to this dead baby, you can't see anyone else. When someone comes to you and say, hey, sister, it's like, no, that's not what I'm expecting. Because you're expecting something that has gone to rise back to life. Sometimes we hold on to jobs that are killing us and draining life on the inside of us. Because it is a place of comfort and it's become an idol that provides for us. So, so you, we, you, you are hard to be around because of your job. Because you, you, your whole aura, your whole attitude is sick. It's bad because of your job. But you can't find anything else because even when you go into an interview, you speak from the perspective of one who is hurt, hurting someone who is demotivated. And so you, you, you clunk. It stinketh. Release it. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> My brother, God didn't put you on this earth for such a time as this to just run that company. Your destiny is not tied to that particular company. It is about the purposes that that company would probably fulfill the promises of God. So that vehicle is really a vehicle to the completion of that. It is not the be all and end all of your existence here. So you may need to shut it down. You, need to, you may need to bury it. And as you do that, you will find that you you are opened up to a new opportunity and you will see God still fulfill the mandate that you gave you. His purposes can't be restricted to that one thing that you tried and failed at. So it's okay. Pick yourself up and go make yourself a Solomon. One of the things that I love about this scripture about David is that it showed that there is no time for a pity party. Where we mop around and play the victim card, no, this and this happened and just cry ourselves to sleep. No, we don't do that. We need to do we need to act. 
We can't be paralyzed by fear or because things didn't work out or because we feel like we failed or because of the circumstances around us. The Bible in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Interesting is the choice of words. We walk. It implies action, movement. It is a doing word. We walk. Oftentimes we see and do nothing. But we need to be those that move. We hear and do nothing. So God is speaking to us, wanting to position us for a new beginning. But we are more prepared to speak about it than be about it. We are more prepared to speak about it than do it. So you can go around telling everyone that, you know what, God is setting me up. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. But now when it's time to do, we do not. We do nothing. James 2.14 says, what does it profit My brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? James 1, 22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourselves. We must be those that after hearing of the new beginning, align our actions through obedience, humility, wholeheartedness, without fear, putting our faith into action. Hmm. We must trust God because really our trust in God is reflected on our acting out his word. Let's move, let's move, because today we want to pray. We want to pray, so let's, let's move. Let's go to the last uh, attribute that I want to talk about. One of the, 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 the signs that you trust God is that you are not flippant. You are not tossed to and fro by any winds. Daniel had been praying and had not yet seen an answer, and it had been 21 days. And if we go to the book of Daniel, chapter 10, verse 12 to 13, it says, Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel. This is the angel that had brought his answer. Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Then the angel of the angels, um, so when the angel came to Daniel, he says, from the moment you began to pray, and now you are still praying, you maintained your position. You know, he found him in the place that he was. He found him in the place of prayer. You see, he was dispatched for 21 days, and still after 21 days, Daniel was still in the same position, the position of prayer. Now, this is to say, take your position and maintain it, both in prayer and in positioning for the new beginning. Be unmovable in your faith. Though the winds may come, ensure you are building on the rock. Trust in him for knowing that he is faithful and he is able. Even if the storm comes midway, know that it says in Philippians 1, 6, I am convinced and confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ's return. As we close today, I want us to come into a time of prayer, a time of praying one for another. If you are at home and you are watching separately, I want you to come together because we need each other. I want you to get in touch. Maybe you you are not with anyone. Get in touch with your cell family. Get in touch with whoever you can be with because we need someone to agree with. Look, if you are in by yourself, Post your prayer request on the timeline because we're going to pray for them today. We're going to pray for them today. The call center numbers, their prayer lines have been coming on. Send us your prayer requests because we want to pray and agree with you on a, on a number of issues that we will get into right now. So just if you've got a prayer request on the things that we have been speaking about today, put it on. But maybe you are here. 
You have connected with us today, but you have never received Christ. The most important release and the most important new beginning is the is being uh, moved into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of our heavenly father. You need to come into relationship with him by accepting Christ as your savior. So here's what I want you to do. There are numbers that are appearing there. Call them, send them a a WhatsApp or send a call me back and someone will, will contact you and pray with you that you may receive Christ and come into this marvelous kingdom of God. Maybe you have lost your way a little during this lockdown when there's been no church in a building. Maybe you've grown cold. Find someone to pray with. Or you can also reach out, send a message, or call me back. There are certain things that I want us to pray for today. The first thing that I want us to pray for is a release of answers. Just like Daniel, uh, the, the response that came to Daniel was that they, they were they were. The response had been held up. We want to declare and pray today that the responses, the answers, the confirmation, responses to interviews, answers to prayer, harvest of seeds on offers, proposals, projects, payments, tenders, whose responses have been held up would be released today. We want to pray that the Lord of the angel armies would release the angels that would cause a release of all these things, a release of all these things. So get ready to receive some good news this week. Get ready to receive favorable responses. We declare that the heart of a king is in the hand of God and like a stream, he turns it whichever way he wills. And I believe that today he is turning it in your favor. We want to pray for the opening of eyes. We want to pray for the opening of eyes. In Genesis 21, 17 to 19, there is an encounter that Hagar has. She is resigned to death. She is resigned to that. This is the end of it. We are going to die. My son and I are going to die. But the Bible says that he heard the voice of the lad. He heard. God heard the voice of the lad. And he says, you know what? I will make him a great nation. Then the Bible says, then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. She saw a well of water. The well was already there, but what needed to happen was the opening of eyes. Right now, too many of us can see the circumstances that are causing death and decay. But right now, I believe that today God would open your eyes. Open your eyes. Remove the scales. All you can see is the bed. But now he's going to open your eyes to be able to see. What will bring you into a new beginning? Hallelujah. I believe that today we were going to pray and agree. Peter was arrested. He was arrested and was imprisoned. We want to pray for a release from any form of prison, any restriction or confinement. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 12 that the church prayed. The church prayed for Peter and Peter was moved out. The church prayed today. We're going to pray as the church. For the release of anyone from any form of prison, any form of oppression, any form of restriction, constraining that will derail from the purposes of God. Here's the thing. Peter was guarded by 16 soldiers, but 16 soldiers, 16 heavily armed soldiers, the best of the best, could not stop the release caused by the earnest prayer of the church. Hallelujah. We want to pray for any that may be in captivity in the place of promise. You are in the place of promise, but you still find yourself captive. The Israelites found themselves captured and in captivity for 20 years by Jabin. But in the tw- after 20 years, they were out. They were still in the land of promise, but in captivity. Where they should have been, but in captivity. So we want to declare a release to those today. We also want to release from 
uh, pray for a release from any who have an oppressive master. He, Jacob had 20 years of hard labor with his father-in-law Laban before he was released to go off on his own. The thing is that sometimes when you, are, when you prosper under an oppressive master, you may uh, forget the oppression and look at the prosperity that is coming. But today we want to pray that we want your soul to prosper. You, we don't just want your back pockets to be full, but we want you to prosper, to prosper within, to prosper within, to prosper within is more important than to prosper without. Because you can have a lot of money but be dead on the inside. You can have a lot of money but nothing is there on the inside. So those are the five things that we want to pray about today. So here's what we're going to do. We want you to pray together in your families, in your homes, wherever you are. Reach out to someone and pray. But to, this morning I'm going to ask some pastors to join me so that we can pray through these things. We can pray these things. We're going to join together and agree that you know what? Release has come concerning answers there is a release right now concerning the answers for the things that we have been praying about that indeed this would be a season of answered prayer Amen. that father god we shall see we shall see we shall see that we will be able to declare for this i prayed <laughs> for this i prayed for this i prayed ah though it may tarry we declare that it is coming though it has taken time it is coming it is coming it is coming it is coming it is here it is here, it is here. Oh, Shababa, this is it. This is it. This is it. A new opportunity is here. That approval you've been waiting for, that signature has been given, that approval is here. It is here. It is here. Ha, Shababa, I tell you now, I declare today that there is a release into a new beginning. Hmm. We declare over you, Zola, Dave. For your son who is writing an O-level exams and asking Amen. for prayer. We declare that yes. this shall be a favorable outcome. There shall be a very yes. favorable yes. outcome. Yes. That come November, come, come February when results come out. February when results come out, we'll be celebrating. There will be a celebration and you shall quote and remember that on the 20th of September 2020, there were some pastors who joined with the church and prayed for my son. And my son is here. But we want to declare that it's not ending only with his O-level exams. We declare right now that there is an Increase, that there will be an increase in your son. That your, your son, yes, he will pass his O-level exams, but his A-level exams, will, he will exceed expectation. We want to declare right now concerning his college. We want to declare concerning his college. Yes, hmm. I see now that he shall receive scholarships. There's a place for him. Scholarship. A scholarship. A scholarship. Yeah, yeah. A scholarship. Hmm. A scholarship. You will not have to stress about tuition. A scholarship is coming for your son, Zola. Scholarship is coming for your son in the name of Jesus. A scholarship has been released right now for your son in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Who for memory who prays for a release from an oppressive master. We declare, we declare right now, just as was declared by Moses and Aaron to Pharaoh. He would say, the Lord says, let my people go. So for any who are like memory and who are under an oppressive master, we declare, let my people go. Let my people go. Let my people go. So now you, memory, need to go. See, they were let go, but they still needed to walk out. You need to put action to your faith. Felix here is praying for compensation and restoration. My brother, let me just say to you this. This is a year of restoration as well. So we want to pray for a release of compensation and restoration. Let me just say this, my brother. There is something called 
recompense, that we will actually want to pray for you. Because recompense is not just, comp- when you're compensated, you get what you should have gotten or what was taken from you and that's it. Yes, yep. But with recompense, it comes with an interest. They comes Based extra. Based they comes more. extra. So even as we pray for you, we also want to pray for any who have, been, who have lost anything, anything that has been stolen. We know that when the thief is caught, he has to restore sevenfold. So if you are there, if anything of yours has been stolen, we declare a sevenfold restoration in the name of Jesus. So begin to clear that restoration. Restoration. Begin to claim that restoration. Begin to claim that restoration to say, hey, number one, number one, if your laptop's been stolen and you get a, you get one, just tick off I've restoration. One, seven, up to seven. So say one. When you get your next one, remember two. But remember sevenfold restoration. We, we've got someone here, Ellington, who's saying, help me to be an obedient and humble son. Oh, what a, what a prayer request. What a prayer request. What a prayer request. Father, may you hear the earnest prayer of Ellington to be an obedient and humble son. Father, we know that you give grace to the humble. So we pray, Father God, as he humbles himself right, as he humbles himself right now, increase will come upon him. Increase will come upon him. Increase will come upon him in the name of Jesus. And there will be an increase of wisdom upon him. Hallelujah. Because he's asked for humility and he's asked for obedience that wisdom too will come upon him. Mm. Yes, Father. Mm. We declare the wisdom on on Ellington. Nontlantla is amongst those, I think, who are praying for recompense. They're praying for their mother. It's back paid that is owed since 2009. Pastor Mm. 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 the book (laughs) <laughs> the Bible in Joel 2.25 declares that the Lord would restore to you the years that have been stolen yeah. by the canker yeah. that which has been yeah. stolen. That time you never get back. But every resource that you lost, yes. everything Amen. that was lost. Yes. The Bible says that the Lord will restore those years. And so there has to be an acceleration that takes place. And yes. speak that acceleration in We pray, let it be so for your mother. In the name of Jesus, God is no respecter of persons. Mm. And so Lord, we declare restore the years that have been lost. In the name of Jesus, we pray for restoration. In Jesus' in name. Jesus. To declare right now that even the joy that has been stolen from us, any joy, those that have, have had joy stolen from them, we declare that today there is a restoration, there is a pouring out, a pouring out of joy. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and as the joy is being poured upon us, we shall be strong, we shall be the strong people, we shall be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might because of the joy. There is a joy. What even you know, the, the kind of joy is not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not the emotional kind of joy where if I come to you and I I say, maybe I come to you, Pastor Wayne, and I say, hey, I'm feeling so good today. Then I go to Pastor Wayne and he gives me some bad news. And it's like, no, but this is joy that will fight because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we will be immo- exactly immovable in our faith. We've got here Verizon who says for a release from generational captivity of my daughter, Gam. <laughs> you know what? We want to declare right now as the church, we stand together as the church and pray just like I'd been done with Peter. As they were praying, Peter was released. So we pray right now. As we pray, there is a release. So we speak right now and say, Gamu, release. You are released today. Today is your day of release. We pray right now in the name of Jesus of whatever it is that has held you back. Whatever it is that is a name, we declare and call upon the name of Jesus. The name that is above all names. The name that is above all names. And we declare that release is your portion today. Release. 
Release. The chains are falling off. The chains are falling off. The chains of that generational bondage. Or maybe you're watching me also today and you say, you know what? I've also had these things that I don't understand. These cycles. We declare today. The Bible says that the yoke is broken by reason of the anointing. And the anointing is present today. I believe the anointing is present in your homes today. And that this yoke is broken in the name of Jesus. We want to pray for healing. We've got Jesse here seeking for prayer for us. Four-year-old sons. Language and speech development. This is what the Lord would say to you. He is the creator of the mouth. He is the creator mm. of the mouth. Yeah. Jesse, your son, was created by God. And that same God, that same God, that same creator God, he says that everything he made, it was good. It was good. It was good. And so we declare that this is for the glory of God. And so we declare for your son in the name of Jesus. That four-year-old, we declare a loosing of that tongue. Yes, a release of the tongue in the name of Jesus. Release she be delivered. Well, let me, let's just declare this. As the Bible says that he does not bring us to the point of delivery and then fail to give birth. So we want to pray for you, Tafadz, when anyone else who is carrying uh, whatever form of, it may be a physical baby or it may be something that God has put in you, that it will not come to the point of delivery and then fail. We declare a new birth, a new beginning. And you have the strength. Hallelujah. The strength is there. I just want to go back to Gamma. I feel this is for Gamma. For your release, Gamma. You need to release others. You have been bound. Gamal, you've been bound. It's time for you to release them too. For your release, you need to release. You need to forgive. Gamal, you need to forgive. And you now look out for your release too. I mean, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to pray for Isheg Gusha, who is suffering from paralysis on his right side. Oh, sorry, on his left side. On his left side. We want to speak to you now. We want to speak to you now and declare that by, the, by his stripes, you are healed. Amen. By his stripes, you are healed. Now, Fana, you are the one who sent this um, um, request. I want to say to you this. The Bible says that believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, I want you to look at your hands right now. We're going to pray for you, Fana, because you are the one who's going to lay hands on Isha. You are the one who's going to lay hands and you are the one who's going to come and give a testimony to say, I was obedient and then this happened. So we pray for you right now, Isha, for the boldness, for the courage to be able to go. Lay hands on him. Lay hands on him. Just lay hands. Just lay hands and you will begin to see. Lay hands. Continue laying hands. You will begin to see the increase. You will begin to see the movement. You will begin to see the movement. You begin to see it. You begin to see it. You begin to see it until he can all, all, all by himself, that left side, that left side. And you Amen. know what? We want to pray that there will be a balance, that he, that, that he comes back into equilibrium as well as she goes and lays hands. Amen. Whoo! A release of title deeds. We have Pastor Prisca who is believing for a release of title deeds. Now we're going to pray for Pastor Prisca, but we're also going to pray for anyone else yes. who is believing for title deeds. Yes. Wow. Title deeds. Wow. Title anything, deeds. But anything of 
that has been held, any paperwork that has been held, anything that has been held up, whether it be title deeds or a legal document, whatever it is, for all of you, may there be a release, yes, may there Lord. be a release, yes. may there be a release yes. right now. But you do your part. You go to yes. the authorities. You go knock on yeah. the doors. You go do your part. But let there be a release and we declare it right now. In Jesus', In Jesus name. name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So now we just want to close off by praying. Those five things that we have spoken about, we want to pray. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray, right? And then we're going to worship. But we're going to leave those five points on the screen so that you can see them. You can pray in your families. You can pray with wherever you are. Because this is the season of release. Release is here. Now we must be poised and positioned and have our eyes opened to see. So we want to pray as we close for the five. We pray and declare that answers are released in the name of Jesus. We speak it. We know that this is a time that we must speak things and they will speak them into being. So we speak a release of answers, a release of answers, responses, confirmations, responses, whatever it is that has been held up. We pray for a release and favorable outcomes. We pray for an opening of eyes. We pray that in this week, that even as you sleep tonight, even as you sleep, even as you walk around during the day, your eyes will be so open to see the many opportunities that are there before you. The many opportunities that are before you. Maybe you're failing to see a potential future partner. We pray for an opening of eyes tonight, this morning in the name of Jesus. We want to declare a release from any prison restriction or confinement. We pray for a release from captivity when you're in the place of promise. We pray for a release of an, from an oppressive master. In Jesus' name, amen Amen. and amen. Amen. Now this morning as we close, we we believe that God's power is falling upon us, that his kingdom is being made manifest today. If you still need more prayer, the numbers are on the screen. Contact the call center. If you've not given your life to Christ yet, call that number. Text that number. Send a WhatsApp. Reach out to them because you need a release. We love you so much. The release continues next week as we will be experiencing more new beginnings. But for now, Let his kingdom come and let his power fall on us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us online. We hope and trust that you've been blessed by this service. Stay connected with us through our social media platforms, Facebook and WhatsApp. As we go, stay safe, stay blessed, stay connected.